1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Well, it's real simple. You got two more quarters and that's it. Now most of you have been playing this game for 10 years. And you got two more quarters. And after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. Now you all have known me for a while. And for a long time now, you've been hearing me talk about being perfect. Well, I want you to understand something. To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is, is that you did everything that you could. There wasn't one more thing that you could have done. Can you live in that moment? as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart. If you can do that, gentlemen, then you're perfect. I'm not crying. You're <laughs> crying. That's, of course, Billy Bob Thornton from yes. maybe the greatest high school football movie ever made. Period. Football. Period. I love that show. I watch it all the time. Friday Night Lights, uh, was that was from uh, head coach Gary Gaines of uh, per, uh, Permian High School in Odessa, yep. Texas, passing away this morning at 73 uh, due to the complications of Alzheimer's disease. But just check this out. Four decades of coaching for yeah. this guy. One, eight high schools, coached at two colleges, all in Texas. The Friday Night Lights movie was about the 1988 season and how yep. crazed the fans are in Texas about their high school football. The next year... As you, as you saw all the characters leave the show, and he was talking about the lineup for next year, the next year he went 16-0 and won the state championship, so they were even better yeah. the next year and all that. So just just crazy, crazy cool stuff. Just imagine you mentioned 40 years of coaching, the positive impact and, and stuff he had on so many kids mm -hmm. uh, you know, over all of those years, and, and he probably did it. You know, We're not there, of course, but did it the right way and did it for the right reasons. Over, under, how many times have you seen Friday Night Lights? Couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that same. I mean, whenever it's on, I used to turn it on. We've got yeah. a special guest joining us here on the phone from the Iowa High School Athletic Association, Chris Cuellar. And uh, Chris, Friday Night Lights, man, tell me about it. Are you as big a fan as we are? I, I am because I read the book uh, when I was in school a couple times, and the movie came out. I think I was in high school, and I actually, uh, my, my dad lives down in Texas and has lived down in Texas, and I played a year. A football down there, so I, yeah, I I am all in on on the Friday Night Lights Kool Aid as well. Uh, Chris, two things: you're you're telling us how young you are that you were in high school when the movie came out for <laughs> one, and number two, you read the book. I don't yeah. know if many people read the book compared to seeing the movie. The, the book is excellent, uh, and you know there's some similarly good reporting out there on high school football itself in the state of Texas. Uh, but the the movie, yeah, I mean that, that was a home run, right? Um, and uh, who, who couldn't get caught up in that? I, I was more of a Cliff Notes kind of guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about uh, what we brought you on to talk about. We can talk about Gary Gaines. We can talk about Friday nights uh, all all the time. But uh, we brought you on to talk a little bit about. NIL. Anybody who doesn't know it, it's called name, image, likeness, where athletes can benefit off their name, image, or likeness. Uh, and you'd have thought the world was uh, going to come to an end when the uh, High School Athletic Association here in Iowa said, you're going to lay out some regulations for this. And everybody went, wait, what? What kind of reaction did you guys get at the association over this? 
two two part blowback. Uh, one was from schools who, you know, maybe hadn't read the materials or weren't sure why it was happening now, and and felt like it was coming out of the blue. Um, and then also from uh, media slash observers of people being like, the sky is falling. This is it. Um, <laughs> and. You know, fortunately, uh, a few people decided to, to click on that link and read through and see the guidance uh, of what we had to say, or, or they knew the lay of the land and, you know, maybe the actual uh, power of the High School Athletic Association. But I, I think, fortunately, things have calmed down a little bit, and, uh, you know, the realization has come that uh, NIL is, is not – you know, a boogeyman to be terrified of, but just kind of uh, the current landscape that we're living in. And the Athletic Association is here to simply provide guidance to schools and student-athletes on maybe the right way to go about doing that. And, Chris, you and I chatted Saturday down at uh, Martinsdale at that kind of that eight-man football showcase kind of towards the end of the Audubon game. It's not like you guys approved NIL. This was approved at the federal level a year or so ago, year and a half ago. So you guys were just kind of providing some regulations for everybody. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. I, uh Essentially, we literally just outlined, you know, maybe what the speed limit is. And what I think the interpretation was, the Athletic Association said green light or that we should have said red light. Uh, but that's not our role. Um, you know, state code, federal code, NCAA and other collegiate eligibility requirements, uh, they all approve this now. So uh, the only thing the... Iowa High School Athletic Association can do is, you know, indicate to our member schools and for the benefit of our student athletes that hey, maybe you should do this. Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. But but they are they are it is guidance. It is not a legal standard. Most of the things, if people actually read them, is basically telling to them to consult their school and their attorneys throughout the process. Um, but uh, it, this isn't the IHSAA or the IGHSAU saying this is now permissible. Go crazy. All right, now my, my question is, who was the immediate uh, blowback from or, or reaction from? Was it from school administrators? Was it from coaches, parents? Who was it that you wound up talking to the most at first? Uh, because of my role as media. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I forgot us. We're, we're, we're kind of included in that freakout category, too, a little bit. <laughs> we had a lot of people asking a lot of questions and being like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And it was like, well, it, it's not as crazy. We just need you to calm down and to, you know, read, read the information and, and understand who we are and what we do. Uh, we, are, we are not a governmental agency. Uh, we are not making up law. We are not approving anything. It is just guidance. <laughs> So let's talk about one thing. What is the guidance? Let's get to the rules, first of all, and talk about what did you guys lay out. And they're pretty simple, right? Yeah, it is super simple. Thank you thank you for asking and, and for, for throwing it that way. Um, it is basically the idea that student-athletes shouldn't use, that, that they are allowed to make this compensation, but it's not to be provided by the school for performance, for an inducement to attend a certain school. It's not contingent on getting a certain number of yards or a certain number of three-pointers in a game. Uh, it, is, it is, you know, the idea that they could go and make money for their name, image, or likeness just like they always could. Um, you know, the athletic association can't control that. Um, and then providing guidance to the student-athletes and the schools that, you know, they shouldn't use our logo or their school's logo. They shouldn't use school grounds. 
uh, when they're, you know, maybe doing what, whatever they're shooting, whether it's photos or videos or, or graphics or anything like that. They, you know, uh, it, they shouldn't have a shirt on that says Carol Tigers or they shouldn't be inside Kemper High School, uh, you know, while they're doing that. And that's to protect the kids and the school, um, you know, to not negatively impact their eligibility, not negatively impact the school. So, um, you know, the, the age-old uh, no alcohol, tobacco, or uh, illegal entertainment things. I mean, uh, very basic stuff, uh, you know, that, that's intended to, you know, be simple for high school kids. And, and we, you know, already anticipate that it will get more complicated as the years go on. Chris, I uh, want to kind of change gears with you a little bit. Uh, this kind of leads into the fall sports season. Uh, you and Jared were down at the, the, the games in Martinsdale on Saturday. As I said, I got a chance to chat with both of you for a little while. For one, I, I was amazed at how well Jared was able to just pull out all of the local matchups when you were asking who was playing who, and he knew right off the top of his head. I thought that was really cool. But what are you guys looking most forward to with this fall, and what are maybe some of the changes people will see with any of the fall sports coming up for the boys? That's a great question. Um, I'll, I'll tackle that in two parts. One, one because of football. You know, fo- football just attendance-wise, interest-wise, uh, you know, it, it has more classifications than any sport we have. Um, you know, we're at seven, so so that kind of stands alone. And uh, I would say the thing we are most interested in is it's year two of the cycle. Um, so from a scheduling standpoint, from you know now now two years of having you know five A football, uh, you know updated schedule at the Unidome, updated playoff format. Uh, what is that like? Is it working? What tweaks are coming? What tweaks can we propose? Uh, you know where would we like to see things improve? That from our standpoint, that that's always really interesting in year two of the cycle. Um, you know, to head off any concerns, I, I don't anticipate any major shifts coming out of this year, uh, you know, similar to what we've seen over the last, you know, four to six years. Um, I, I don't think we're, we're looking at any colossal moves, um, but uh, maybe some adjustments to the playoff format. So um, that's, that's the biggest stuff as far as football concern, and that's what we've got our eyes on. Um, you know, as far as the rest of sports are concerned, making sure we're supporting those regular season events and trying to do a better job of, you know, promoting some of those regular season events. And then that way we can ensure that people are, are, are bought in and interested when those state championships come around. Um, you know, we, we technically have three fall sports between one class of fall golf, cross country, and then football. Um, and, you know, we're always preparing for the other seasons. But um, if we can get out to a few cross country meets and uh, stay on top of things, uh, you know, that, that, that builds excitement for October and November. Now, again, this is year two, as you mentioned, of the two-year cycle where you're playing eight games for a lot of schools out there for high school. Are you getting any feedback about maybe a little lack of revenue or loss of a home game for some schools? Uh, is, or is that – and do you see that changing? Do you see it ever going back to nine regular season games? Good question. Um, no, we, ha- we haven't heard much yet um, about those uh, maybe negative impacts. Uh, Football can be, as you guys know from, from standing out in the rain and cold, uh, a little weather dependent. Um, you know, your crowds might be awesome, uh, you know, in late October if we get a nice night, and they might be terrible in August or September, um, you know, depending on, on how it is out there. So I, I think that's a little bit flexible. Um, I, I think the more important thing that we addressed and that I think schools are holding tight to is they wanted that playoff opportunity. And if they couldn't get that, that added playoff opportunity with, you know, 32 qualifiers in those smaller classes, then uh, we are allowing for that ninth game, um, you know, as what is essentially an exhibition, uh, you know, for, for schools to, to play in. So um, 
I think that's also been a win, um, and, it, and it keeps uh, folks a little more engaged for a little longer. And uh, by the way, if you can regulate the weather, Jeff would like to request more <laughs> cold weather games, please. <laughs> Anything for you, Jeff. As Chris, if you if you know me, I hate cold. So anything eighty five or above, I'm good with. But uh, you mentioned you know the the opportunity to play a ninth game, Chris. That brings up kind of an interesting thing for, for me. Were you guys surprised at how many teams that had that opportunity last year not making the playoffs to pick up a ninth game that did not pick up that ninth game? Uh, no, I, I think we were kind of open to, to seeing what would happen, right? Because it was, it was kind of the, the trial outside of the COVID season. It was the trial run uh, for, for that kind of scheduling. Um, schools are just going to have to determine what's important to them. And I, I think that's something that we're very comfortable with. I, I know, uh, you know, that, that word like mandate uh, gets a lot of people uneasy, you know, kind of like NIL, right? Um, but I, I don't think we want to mandate that anybody has to do it. They, they can decide if it's good for their football program to get those extra practices and, and that kind of uh, exhibition game or rivalry game, whatever they want to try and squeeze in. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see if it if it builds and if, if that's something that people want, you know, us to either say schools have to do or they absolutely cannot do uh, going forward. Now, sp- speaking of can and can't do, I was just talking to Jeff just very briefly off air about this. We host an All Star game uh, in the spring uh, or in the the fall, and then in the, or the winter and the and the spring and the summer, uh, and we have competitions like a home run competition or something like that, uh, where underclassmen are not allowed to participate. We know that's an NCAA rule. That's not you guys, but with NIL, do you maybe see that changing where we could include some of our underclassmen? It's just an exhibition after all. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so there are a lot of all-star rule guidances in Iowa administrative code uh, for folks who love some dense reading out of the legislature. Um, <laughs> don't, don't we all do that in our spare time, Chris? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but considering the adjustments that are going to have to be made uh, to the awards rule going forward, um, you know, uh, and, and especially in light of NIL, yeah, you know, John, I, I, I anticipate um, – you know, maybe some adjustments to things like that over the next two, three years as, you know, that gets taken forward in the legislature, um, you know, if people are starting to think about those adjustments. Chris, I can't let you go without asking you about the state baseball tournament. Um, I know that you're disappointed. You love coming back to Carroll. You worked here for a year uh, and stuff when you were out of college. But uh, um, how did you feel like state baseball went, especially here in Carroll this past summer? Yeah, well, yeah, full transparency, I, I, yeah, I got COVID, and I was supposed to be in Carroll for the first few days of the tournament, and I had to totally miss it. So that was maybe the most disappointing moment of my summer. Um, I was getting texted, you know, photos of my coworkers riding on golf carts and getting ice cream sandwiches. And they were, everybody was haunting me uh, with the Carroll trip. Um, but, but the tournament itself was uh, excellent. Um, I, attendance was up at both sites in Iowa City and in Carroll. Uh, I've heard from uh, people who who, do, who have no Carroll stake in it that the, the Kemper Van Meter night um, was the the single you know rowdiest and I mean that in a good way uh, you know high school sporting event that they've ever attended uh, that the atmosphere was that good um, so we were really excited uh, coming coming out of this state baseball week uh, we we thought things went really well uh, the schedule. Uh, stuck too. There were a couple hot days in there, but um, by the time we got to the semifinals, things were a little cooled off for the evening. Uh, we didn't have any rain delays. Uh, folks came out, and even though we had a scheduling conflict, you know, with softball um, that was not forced by baseball, 
we were really pleased with, with how everything went. So um, thanks to anybody listening from, from Carol who might have chipped in or even just shown up to the tournament because, you know, that, that helped make it what it was. Yeah, you and I both had COVID that week, so kind of a weird <laughs> convergence there. But, yeah, isn't that great, though, that, that kind of atmosphere? And that's that's the cool thing about having it in a little more – shall we say, quaint environment of having it like a Carroll Baseball Stadium rather than Principal and I, Nothing against Principal Park. That's a beautiful stadium, but you get that closeness of the fans and there's nothing like it, is it, Chris? 100%. 100%. I mean, I, I would say, and, I, and I'm, I'm comfortable saying this because our staff has talked about it, uh, we feel like Carroll is maybe our top venue right now in any of our sports in terms of making people feel welcome and feeling like a high school sporting event. Um, and so, um, yeah, I hope that's positive enough because that, 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 that's high praise and, and we, we love uh, the tournament being there right now. Well, no doubt that's because Jeff Honnold was driving the uh, the golf cart around with the people, right? Is that cr- uh, true? No question. That's it. Honnold made it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's Mr. Tourism. He's he's out there representing us all. <laughs> and by the way, Chris, uh, I, speaking of Mr. Honnold, he probably has an insight to be able to deliver you some of those ice cream sandwiches you missed out uh, next time he sees you at a state tournament somewhere outside of Carroll. I'm going to hold him to that, and I'm going to say you told me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, well, we got to let you go real quick. But thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Always love having you on, and, uh, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, you guys. Take care, and uh, all the best. Thanks so much. All right. Once again, Chris Chris. Cuellar, once again from the uh, State Athletic Association. Uh, Always good to catch up with him, and and you get some straight answers right from the association. Chris doesn't beat around the bush with all this stuff. Uh, NIL, it's it's not the boogeyman. It's not anything you're going to have to run right out and and stop being a sports fan over. Yeah, it's interesting because him and Jared were down there, I said, at Martinsdale Saturday, and I'm kind of on the sidelines shooting some video for a highlight package that Tyler and I will be doing, and and all of a sudden I hear this, hey, you're, you're, you're blocking my view, and I turn around and it's those two guys, so I walked back and, and talked to him, and one of the things that we actually kind of talked a little bit about was, you know, I years ago was was tough on the association. I, I think as I've been in this business longer, I, you know, I realize that they don't have an easy job and, and, you know, they do care about what is going on and, and how things are handled mm-hmm. and how things are done and the kids and the sports and, and the schools and, and uh, they don't have an easy job, and a lot of people like to throw barbs on a, on a regular basis without having all of the information and all of the facts, but we've become a society that's really good at throwing out opinions we've where we're it. not educated. And absolutely, we've done it right here on this show. Absolutely. So. But they're good guys, and, and Chris is one of the hardest-working guys you're going to know and, mm-hmm. and a really good guy and, and appreciate his time here on the show. Yeah, they can't look at it on an individual basis. They can't look yeah. at it on a school's basis. They have to look at it on, a, on an overall basis for the yes. whole state, and they have to make their decisions based on that, not just on one individual circumstance or a school aspect or things like that. But love hearing the fact that Carol, they view as the number one sports environment yes. kind of thing as, or a place to hold an event. Yeah, that's awesome. Event. That's crazy good for the town of Carroll. Yeah, tip your cap, as he said, you know, to everybody that was involved in, you know, volunteering and putting that event on. There are so many people that dedicate their time to come out and, and make sure everybody feels really welcome. So Absolutely. We're going to get on with the program here. We're going to talk about the, oh, the upcoming fall sports season. Are you kidding me? we got lots to go there. Uh, this is Sports Rewinds, brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. If you're an athlete who demands power, strength, you can benefit from that great eight-week workout program. Just give them a call. 794 5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. 
As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. What can you get when you download the KCIM mobile app on your phone? Well, off the top of my head, I would say breaking news notifications, contests, the Brinks Exteriors radar, complete weather forecasts, everything happening in local news, all of the scores, stats, and all the local sports, podcasts, streaming of KCIM in digital quality anywhere, community events and happenings, the latest local videos, postponement and cancellations, all of our recent social media posts, and more. That's quite a list, and it costs you nothing. Search KCIM or Carol Broadcasting in your app store to get the KCIM mobile app. So tap the app for all things Carol and KCIM. You got it, KCIM Sports Rewind. And of course, we're coming here every Tuesday morning. We talk about the high school scene and more. So also it's brought to you by Carol Lumber. You got a project going on around the house. Isn't it nice to know a guy it is. who knows what they're doing yes. instead of you just kind of guessing going, well, I figure maybe it works this way. I don't know. You know, you've got expert advice when you can stop on by Carol Lumber. They've got locations all over the place. Carol, Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebold. I mean, talking expert advice on whether you're putting a deck on, doing windows, tile, roofing. I mean, painting the house, anything, everything. Inside, outside, they're your guys. Go on out to Carol Lumber. And girls, by the way, too. They help you great do a lot of great design work there. Carol Lumber. Locations Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carol with their four-star, four-store buying power. Let's talk high school sports. We're going to bring in Mr. Tourism and the reason why Carol is such a great hotspot for high school sports. Jeff Honnold, everybody. Wow. I get thrown over as Mr. Tourism and then volunteered to haul cookies to Quailer. You guys are wonderful today. You know, it's, it could be a lot worse, you know. Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and speaking of Carol Lumber and Wood, uh, just was just outside with uh, Wyatt Newman. We're loading the uh, Kemper bleachers onto a trailer. They're heading Sunday to uh, Springfield, Illinois, to uh, become dust for uh, for the underprivileged uh, all over the world. So, getting that Kemper bleacher stuff loaded up and getting ready to head it out so it can uh, get repurposed. Jeff, as the fall season gets really underway, started Saturday with the Audubon football team having their season opener, and then we had some cross-country and, and girls volleyball last night with uh, Coon Rapids Baird in action. What are you looking the most forward to this fall? Uh, calling the game with you on Friday, is that is that what you want to hear? <laughs> sure, if that's what you're feeling. <laughs> uh, you know, I... I love the fall season. Uh, you know, of course, volleyball. I, I coached that for many years, but uh, everybody knows I love football. and uh, love all kinds of football. I was watching preseason, preseason NFL for goodness sakes. Um, you know, I, I look forward to. It. I think we got some. I, got, I think we got some talented teams. Curious to see. Um, you know, you look at an Audubon. Uh, I, I think they're still going to be pretty good. Um, but but it's got kind of a new turnover. A lot of a lot of new players. A lot of new kids that we get to learn. Um, you know, a South Central, which Coach, Coach Case has always got that team fundamentally sound. I think you're going to see a nice young Carroll team that's going to see improvement. I think Kemper is going to be improved. I think they're going to be a little bit scarier than people really anticipate. So 
Uh, you know, and then you got your Kunapis Bears and Glidens and and uh, our Weavas who who are always talented and and have have a chance at anything. So just to see how that plays out on the football side, and then of course on volleyball with all the new coaches and new players and everything, I. I really don't know what to look forward to there. It's it's going to be fun just to figure out how they sort themselves out. Yeah, let's break it down a little bit, talk about football. It, it kind of sounds like, from what you guys are talking about, maybe the teams that are looking to make that big jump up are Carolyn Kemper. Jeff, what do you think? I, I would say, yeah, I, I, I think getting, and I've said this before, I think getting Logan Siebenhaller back for Kemper this year is going to be huge because I think he's one of those guys that can be a game-breaker, and they've got a lot of athletes around him. They've got some good size up front. I, I think they're going to be much improved. I think Carroll High, I, I, I think, is going to be really good defensively. Uh, the question for them is just a lack of size up front, but if they can figure out a way to, to run the football, I, I, I think they've got a chance to be really good. Problem for them, too, though, is that district's going to be really strong. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's been Carroll's problem for a while. I mean, ask Denny McCartan going back for how many years yes. he coached. Uh, size up front is yeah. where it counts. Yeah, rarely have they had it where they're the team that's the bigger team uh, up front. They had a, a stretch there of about a four- or five-year stretch where they were really big. But other than that, they've always been kind of the smaller team. Honald, you thinking the same thing? Carroll Kemper ready to make that jump up? Yeah, I really do. I think Kepper. I think Kepper is going to be really steady. Um, you know, you you lose a couple of really good guys, but uh, they're pretty well loaded up. I think they're going to contend there. And then Carol, you know, I, I really like these youngsters coming in, and they're going to be young, and uh, they're going to make mistakes. But I, I like this these young classes coming in. I think they're very very talented, and and uh, in in watching them, I think you're going to watch improvement. Uh, I, I agree with Jeff. I think you're going to be solid on defense. Rose always got a, a solid defense with Noggle, but I think you're going to see as the year goes on that they're going to be a lot better than people anticipate. Um, but, you know, it may not show up in the scoreboard when you're playing in that tough district. Let's talk about week one real quick because that's coming up on Friday night. First of all, uh, when I was out doing the football games and stuff, it seemed like week one determined what weather you're going to have for the next <laughs> month or so. So it looks like you're going to have a good one. I, I'm hoping so. <laughs> and as I told Chris, I'm hoping we get the warmer nights. Uh, you know, if I have to bundle up week nine or the opening round of the playoffs, that's fine. But I, I like being warm. Not for the kids. Mm-hmm. I know they, they would prefer to play in, in cooler weather. But I, I think we've got some great games coming up here. Yeah, I was going to ask you about week, week one, one matchups. What preview yeah. a little bit for us? I, I'll just run through because I think we've got a lot of potentially really, really good matchups. Uh, Carol at Denison Slushwig I think is going to be a really intriguing matchup and we'll have that game on KKRL with uh, Nick Brinks on the call with Terry Kaspabauer. Uh, Kemper entertains Loma. Uh, Loma traditional power. Uh, we all feel Kemper's going to be improved this year so that should be a great game. Tom Hawkep will have the call on KCM. Doug Waniger will be joining him and we'll also have the live video on our Carol Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel so the video and audio broadcast of that one. Um, I've got the ESAC at South Central Calhoun game, and it'll be interesting to see how ESAC has grown from last year and what South Central Calhoun does. They're a little younger this year than what they've been, and I'll have that on kick 106.7 with Honold. Uh, I.K. Manning at AHST of Oka Walnut. Uh, I.K. Manning really small up front, but they've got some really good athletes out on the edge. We know how good the Vikings usually are. They're traditional mm-hmm. power in southwest Iowa. Um, Audubon entertaining Southeast Warren. I know the Wheeler's coming off a tough loss against a really good Winfield Mount Union team uh, on Saturday down in Martinsdale at that showcase. But, uh, you know, I I look for them to bounce back. You get game one under your belt. Now, Southeast Warren also played Waco Wayland Saturday night down at uh, Martinsdale in the second game of that doubleheader. So both teams will come in with a game under the bet. And then for me, for Arweva, they go up to St. Edmund. Uh, This is a Rocket team that has seven freshmen out of the 15 kids on the roster. So it's going to 
maybe a growth for them just to see how they come out, what they look like, the nerves they battle with, and then how they go out and play. Raiders, Titans, week one. Yeah. I mean, that, that's normally played generally a little later in the season, but right out of the shoot. Yeah. Not an easy one for either one. It'd be nice to see them back into the same district, you know, and yeah. stuff. That, that, that way they, they can have those games a, a little later in the season. So, But, yeah, should should be a fun. And then don't forget, everybody, New Way Ford Scoreboard Show comes up uh, at uh, 10 to midnight on both uh, Kick and KCM. KC Miners uh, going to be the host this year uh, with uh, Drew Derrickson. So should be fun. Tune in for that. And let, let's real quick talk about volleyball. Going to be after a little bit of a slower broadcast start, just one coming up tonight. Yep. Uh, that'll be our only broadcast this week. But, uh, Jeff, I'll kind of talk about uh, who you're looking forward to seeing this year in volleyball. Well, well first of all, John, since we're uh, sponsored by Wild Rose, can we have them set the over-under on how many layers of clothes Jeff's going to wear each week? Well, I, th- I thought we put it the over-under on how many times he cries the next time he watches Friday Night Lights. Volleyball-wise, I think let's just start with Kemper. I think they're very, very talented. Uh, new coaching staff, but um, you know, I think that that team's going to be scary good. Um, I, I like Carroll. I think this group of seniors is uh, is very talented. Uh, I don't think you're going to see as much of a drop off as people think. I think they're I think they're going to be very good. South Central Calhoun has a lot of talent as well. So, and then you never want to count out ESAC. I mean, those kids are so fundamentally sound that I think those guys will be good. Uh, Glidden, you know, they have been very fundamentally good. I, I think they got they got a chance to make some noise as well. And then it's going to be interesting to see how, like, IKM Manning, Cooner Rapids Baird, Arweva, um, and, and Audubon, don't, don't discount Molly down there. Uh, there are some talented kids that uh, are coming back. So I, I like our chances. Uh, I really like Audubon's chance uh, in the 1A side of it uh, coming out of there. Uh, Coon Rapids Barrett, I think they're going to, you know, they graduate a lot. They're going to do a lot of, uh, they're going to take a lot to just kind of figure out who they are and what they are. I can't Manning, you know, they've had a rough couple of years. See if they can kind of come around. But uh, those top ones, I think you're going to see Glidden, uh, Isak, and Carroll and Kemper uh, look really good this year. Yeah, like Honnold said, there's going to be a lot of new faces on the sideline, Jeff, and it's going to be uh, getting used to getting used to their style of play, getting to know them. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 ready to get going with that tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing the South Central Calhoun. They're going to host Ridgeview, two traditionally really strong programs, both South Central ranked to open up the season, so that should be a fun one tonight over on Kick 106.7. But uh, John uh, Jeff mentioned uh, the Coon Rapids Bear got a chance to see them last night. Started four freshmen, uh, so when you start six kids and four of them are freshmen. Uh, they took a few lumps against a larger school in Earlham last night, but uh, they're going to have a busy first week. They play a triangular on Thursday, then they go to a tournament on Saturday, but they're very, very athletic, uh, especially the young kids, and, and I think things are going to turn around. And speaking of Coon, got to give Landon Cook a shout out, a freshman down there on the uh, boys cross country team. They went to the Woodward Granger invite last night. He finished his second place in his first ever varsity meet. Nice. So, yeah, congrats to him, and, and best of luck to him coming up. Only lost that thing by under two seconds, so he was right there in the hunt to, to bring home a championship in his first ever meet. All right, got to wrap up Rewind here with the words, uh, of course, Friday Night Lights. What is it? Full hearts, or clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose? Is yeah, it's that? something like that, right? Yeah, it was. I think that was the TV series, maybe, but... Yeah. The other words was stay perfect was the other one from the Friday Lights movie. So we're going to leave you with that here on Rewind this week. 